Hey, Nunez. Okay, yeah, I'm going to sound funny. <laughs> I have a mask on my face. Like, okay, it's probably not a good idea. You know what? Let's have fun with it. I'm going <laughs> to... Oh, my gosh, I can't even laugh. I'm laughing through my teeth. <clears throat> I thought I'd be able to do a podcast while I was waiting for my face mask to try, but apparently not. So... I wanted to just level with you, um, y'all already know, I was watching the Kendra G show, and it was so interesting to me because I've been talking about how for black women, um, we really do not understand marriage, and I didn't even come on here to talk about what's going on with Glorilla, but I feel like it's Glorilla and her talking about the 50-50 is a huge representation of young black girls and women who really do not understand relationships. I can't even be mad at it because that's the community that I grew up in with, grew up with, right? So even up until my last relationship, it was kind of like, yeah, 50-50 is what I'm supposed to do. That's part of the reason, you know, I focused on my career so that I'm able to contribute my 50% and still thinking about having children so gonna work having the kids coming home cooking cleaning all of that right so I just think it's a tragedy and I think the tragedy with Glorilla is that other young girls are gonna see she's successful in other areas of her life but not understanding that that's not the best advice so anyways um y'all already know I do listen to Mina and she was talking about two things um, just this week. And so it was interesting for me to hear what Mina said in contrast to what Kendra G was giving as advice on her dating show. So what Mina was saying was that, uh, you know, the problem with Western women is we're too direct. So and and it's interesting, too, because I've talked about this before. I've tended to date older men, so um, I never outright took the lead. You know, I was counting on them to show up in the relationship. You're older than me. You're supposed to know what to do. You're supposed to be able to direct the relationship. And even with the last two relationships in particular, like the second to last one, I just went into the picture, you're older than me, you should know what to do, you're driven, you're ambitious, you're a high earner, follow his lead type of thing. The second, the one after that, the last relationship I was in, I didn't really start to express what I wanted until, well, like almost going two years um, type of thing because I did start to get restless and I think talking to my girlfriends is kind of like, Girl, you should let him know, you know, what you want out of the relationship, da-da-da. But what Mina is saying, and, and what is so interesting is that, you know, Kendra's not married. Mina is married. But what Mina was saying is, in the Western culture, we are too direct, right? We are too quick to say, you know, I want this, I want that. And we don't give the men a chance to figure things out, right? And so she shares her story. If you get a chance, um, I'm recording this the second, second or third, second week in December. And so she has a couple of videos talking about, you know, let the man figure stuff out and let him, um, 
troubleshoot. Don't always be so quick to like give him, you know, I like this. I don't like this. I don't want a coffee date. I don't want this. Just go with the flow. Which I did do that in all four of my relationships and the last two in particular until the end. But that was almost like going into two and a half years. So what was interesting is, um, and she she married that guy. She got, ended up getting married. And she said that that's a lot of the reason why a lot of these men are going to leaving Western women. So, but um, it was interesting because there was a woman that called into the show and, um, you know, she's in the prime of her life. She's self-sufficient. She's pretty, clear skin, natural hair, very little makeup. She's fit. She's feminine, soft-spoken. And um, so Kendra asked him when was the last time she was intimate with someone. And so I don't remember what the answer was because you guys know I'd be on my cell phone while the laptop is playing. Mm, hold on. Trying to yawn with my mouth closed because <laughs> it hurts with the mask. I'm going to go wash my face. So I don't remember how long it's been since her last relationship. And um, Kendra Exter, is this person a possible, you know, candidate? And she's like, yeah, I really like him. I think, you know, he'd be a good fit, but I have to move on. And so here comes Kendra. Girl, you're beautiful, you're attractive, you're driven. You need to tell him what you want. You need to put your foot down. You need to tell him that is the problem with black women, that we don't, you know, tell people what we want, da-da-da. So the um the young lady was like, yeah, you know, um, usually I tell them what I want in the relationship, but this time around, she's like, I figure, you know, he is, um, he's intelligent, he's driven, and he's going to go for the woman that he wants. So she said, that's why I didn't um, pursue him. And, I, and, you know, I've decided to just move on. And so I found it so interesting because Kendra really went in and she's like, black women, this is, we need to tell men what we want. We need to be a friend, da 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 So I'm like, well, Kendra's not married. Mina is, right? So, and that's been my MO in the past. You know, I don't see myself dating again. So this is not really going to be a problem for me. If anything, it's just musings over to my friend. Another thing I wanted to mention too, and I do agree with this, is... um. And and I wish I had known this sooner, too, because I, I talk a lot about how, you know, like my, my natal chart placements, I tend to be very sentimental, right? And even with the last podcast I was talking about, I do bond with people. When I was dating, I would bond with them. They would be my friend. They would be, you know, someone that you're getting to know. And in my opinion, a friendship and forming and all of that. But... Mina was talking a little bit too last week about how it's important for women not to attach. We have these issues with codependency, right? Where and it sounds it can sound triggering, um, but you just kind of have to sit with it. But the thing is, it's kind of like you can't go into a relationship expecting that person to 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 be the example of love, um, in the sense of you have to love yourself. 
and you have to be able to detach and not not be so attached. You know, one of the things that was so interesting was um when I was going through the last relationship, like I said, it really <laughs> if if I'm quite honest, it really messed up a lot of my psyche type of thing too but I remember when I was kind of like coming through the healing and trying to figure out why and all these different things they said you know sometimes it does hurt because when when if you know he's one piece of paper and I'm one piece of paper and you get glued together when you try to to take the two pieces of paper apart they have become you know gel together so it's natural for you to feel um like pieces of you are torn apart because of the glue right the bond the attachment and it made sense for what I was going through but when I heard her explain it that way to me it's healthier because if you have two pieces of paper you know that are not glued to paper <laughs> glued together you can just pull them apart and you know it's a clean cut there's no you know leftover residue there's not broken pieces torn pieces and a whole mess it's just like and and it sucks right that 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 kind of sucks because I think that a lot of times we're sold in um you know like Disney you know this whole uh romance aspect of like attaching and bonding to people um and it manifests into codependency you need someone to love you you need someone to attach to you need someone to bond to right and so for the people who are younger I think you know I I really think if I had this information younger, it would have really helped me a lot, I think. But um, um, because I, I wouldn't I just wouldn't be attaching to people. I've mentioned this before and I and I and I do think it's one of my assignments where part of me seeks, you know, um, I recognize the strengths in other women who have this, the ability to just detach, to be unbothered, to keep it push it, to keep it moving. I really think that, you know, I've talked about this even with the um the the curse that Eve had was um the attachment to the man, right? And um you would think I would figure that as especially growing up in the church that I would be able to understand it a little bit better, but it wasn't until the last relationship and at that point just drawn, you know, out of the church and that type of thing. But really understanding that that's part of the curse. Part of the curse is being, you know, um, and then I'm going to get off here, but let me just, let me type it in real quick and I'm going to go, because this thing on my face... <clears throat> What did I type in Eve mask? Eve curse. So here we go. It says, um, mm -mm -mm. hold on, and then we're going to 
I have a movie in the queue, so I, I'm going to go watch that next. So... Yeah, this is part of the curse in Genesis 3.16. Your desire will be for your husband and he will rule over you. So that's part of the, the curse. So to break free from the curse, you have to remove your desire, right? Like not, not um, attach. And the second part is where the man comes in where we've talked about this before. If he's wanting to subjugate you, you know, then this is Adam after the fall. I know it can kind of really trigger people. I think that you have to figure out for yourself because um, I, I've talked about it and I get it. Not everybody's into, you know, Zodiac stuff. Before I knew my Mars was in Leo, I've always known I'm very sentimental about relationships, right? Um, now, that being said... I do think that my assignment is just learning to just detach, right? Not to be, um, let me, let me look for another word here for the word desire. Cause I, I know it probably can trigger some people. Um, mm -mm -mm -mm. let me just type in what the word desire means and then I'm going to get off of here. Definition. Yeah, here we go. So it says, desire is a strong feeling of wanting to have something or someone or wishing for something to happen. Um, strongly wish for or desire or want. Desire. Desires are state of mind that are expressed by terms like wanting, wishing, longing. I think is a good word too. Like you're just wanting these relationships so bad, right? Craving. Yeah. So that's 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 a good word. Um hmm. It says um desire, craving, longing, yearning suggests feeling that impel one to the attainment or possession of something and this is going a little bit further down the rabbit hole, too. I think one of the things I had to learn, and again, I think um, a lot of you know I was on the quote-unquote twin flame journey. I learned a lot going through it and deciding to sever myself from it, but I still um, like certain elements, but I've detached from that. But one of the things I learned after I got out of the twin flame journey thing was that you don't own people. You know, I had, you've heard me correct myself on this too. You don't say my man, he's not yours, right? And the same way I'm not his property um, and I'm not a possession, right? You have to give people their free will. And so here is this desire, you know, to, we've been talking a lot about titles. My boyfriend, at least I have a man. Who? it that's going through it right now and they're like oh well at least I have a man da, 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 da. a lot of these celebrities and they're younger people so you know they're going through their stages of figuring out 
who they are <laughs> and figuring out, you know, they think that they own the boyfriend or that they own the husband or stuff like that. So, but then it says her desires a strong feeling, worthy or unworthy, that impels to the attainment or possession of something that in reality or excuse me, that is in reality or imagination within reach. <clears throat> it says desire is someone, for someone is a strong feeling of wanting to have sex with them. It is common to lose your desire <laughs> when you have your first child. So cinnamons are lust, passion, libido. And the biblical definition of the desire Desire usually means to long for, to ask for, to demand. So it says desire for your husband. So yeah, yeah, those are my thoughts. Um, I I don't know. I have, the community tab is open. Anchor does automatically make it easy for you guys to leave your comments and to um, have any questions if you want to. But let me know what you think. I, you know... Do you take advice from single women? Do you take advice from younger women who are still trying to figure themselves out? Do you take advice from married women? What do you think about... I actually, kind of closing up here with what I, um the lady who called into Kendra, she's on the right track. I, I, I don't think we should have to tell men how to man up. Either they're going to do it or they're not. And it kind of ties into that book where it says... um. He's just not that into you. Um, this the 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 woman that called in. She's obviously dated, and I think that when you're young, you just kind of really don't know. But when you get to her age, I feel like you start to figure out. You know what? These men are driven. They know what they want. They if they're gonna be a leader, they're gonna be a leader. I can't come and tell you to show up as a leader. If you don't have it, you just have to keep it pushing. But I think also like how. Um, Mina was saying, you know, let let them figure it out, you know, let them figure that out. And I think part of it has to do a little bit coincidentally undercurrent is is a uh, codependency. You are so attached to that man that you want to help him figure it out so you can have a husband. Right. And you can have a relationship. But if you were able to detach from him and say, I'm going for the person who's who wants me. The person who wants me is going to make it clear. And you'll be able to to kind of sail through and move through life easier. You know, but I, I again, I want to make it abundantly clear. I'm not even trying to be too judgmental because like I said, my Mars and Leo, we are very 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 sentimental about relationships. And the codependency thing is a problem and wanting to attach that way. And that's part of the reason why I gravitated to the, um, to the twin flame relationship thing too, because it's this idea of this intense connection and, um, I've talked about this too, like, it's kind of funny how it's coming, because I wasn't really planning to talk too much about that, but you can hear my journey, you know, from when I first, my first podcast, when I started putting them out, um, I thought I was going to document, part of the reason I started this podcast was because 
I was thought I was still in a relationship and was doc- going to start documenting because I found it even at that time interesting that there weren't a lot of people who were able to share what happened in Union and after Union. And so I wanted to document like, okay, this is, you know, my my significant other. This is where we are. This is our growth. This is our journey. This is us in Union. Da, 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 da. And, um, yeah, no, <laughs> that's not how it worked out. But it ended up me documenting, you know, learning about different things, talking about esoteric stuff. And now... I still do talk about relationships a little bit, but I, I've started to transition to where I'm talking about trading and, um, yeah, mostly like talking about trading. I'm super excited because, um, as soon as, soon as I'm done with this course, uh, January, I'm going to be talking more about trading and some patterns that I've noticed and, you know, um, some of the tactics that I use, I'm using to get ahead and that type of thing. But um, what I was saying is that, yeah, I, I, if anybody is um, a lover, lover, it's me. Oh my gosh. Right. Love, love. Um, loved the idea of romance and, um, even when I talk about it now, like, even though I'm not, it, it's kind of like, I really, really liked the idea of um, companionship. I've talked about this before. Friendship. Um, the idea of having kids that look like us and, you know, watching them grow up with their personalities. The same way my parents are with with us kids. I think that, um, you know, obviously have their ups and downs, but they... They really like seeing us as adults and they get to laugh about how I'm more like my dad, but I look more like my mom. And um, I think even my dad, he enjoys watching how even with his boys, they're so different than than me as the girl type of a thing. And um, and but, you know, they enjoy life in that. T- so that's what I, w- I would have liked, I think. But. Again, um, as I'm closing out too, understanding your assignment. I've talked a lot about how, for women, when when you check in at those pearly gates, your your assignment, you know, whether you're aware of it or not, is to figure out can I love myself. You know, and I've talked about how, like for me, it's kind of like can I love myself, even though I'm not, you know, according to what the people say, I should be. I think I'm attractive. Let's not, let's get that out of the way. I understand I'm not um, what other people consider to be attractive, but don't get it wrong. I, I, I feel like I am attractive, right? And I like what I see when I look in the mirror. And I love that I, at the end of the day, I am unique. It was a little bit awkward in high school being the tall girl and that type of thing. But... Any woman, period, your assignment is to understand how to love yourself. And some of the things that trigger you are, can you love yourself without being codependent, without desiring another person, without having somebody subjugate you? Can you really enjoy what it means to be free? You know, 
can you love yourself um, without having to seek validation from other people? And then the other thing as I'm closing out too, because I want to make sure to type any loose ends too, is that that conversation about telling men how to man up, uh, it hasn't worked. It doesn't work. And, you know, a lot of the conversations we have really do coddle men. I think that you kind of have to just let them figure things out on their own. I really do think that with the wealth of information that's out there from a lot of women, including myself. I remember I did the, um, for example... The podcast, oh, my face is so tight. I, I, I know I probably sound funny. I did the podcast um, on sex transmutation. I, I thought it had to do more with just people in general, which to a certain degree it does. But it ended up being a chapter that was talking mostly about for men. You know, and I think that even in that sense, in many ways, it's kind of like, I shouldn't have to put that content out there. That's something that men should be reading. They should be figuring it out. And no more hand-holding. I remember I had to go through the transition, too, where I want to say it was earlier this year. I remember I was listening to this to somebody on YouTube, and they say, yeah, men stop listening to their mothers as early as the age of eight. And I'm like, well, then if men don't listen to women from the age of eight, why am I putting up content and podcasts talking about, oh, you know, this is for men, da 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 if I were you? No, leave them alone. They're not going to listen to us anyways. And I think it's kind of low-key funny. I really do, do laugh when you have people like um, Crimson Cure, <laughs> who swears she can represent men and tell you know, speak for the man. And it's like, listen, these men, they know what they want. They're very vocal. They're going to figure it out. It's not for uh, for uh, me or any other woman to be like, this is what, you know, men wanted to know. Let them figure it out, you know. And it, it really does come down to survival of the fittest. But e- even if you did want to try to tell them, what to do, now that puts you in a position where now you are asserting your control and now you're, <laughs> and, okay, so here's, here's, and I really have to go because my face, I have this, oh my gosh. Um, I think some of the pushback is like when men say, oh, you know, you're being um, too assertive or you're being aggressive you're not being submissive. Listen, the way I see it is if next lifetime, like next lifetime, I don't know, <laughs> I probably will just be a lesbian next lifetime, but I'm going to be so focused on my grind and trying to get to that billionaire status that I don't even think I want to put relationships on the docket for next lifetime either. It's just, a st- I'm so over it, but Um, What was I going to say? I think that, because I was talking about the submission and dominant thing. To me, you know, 
don't don't waste your time trying to work things out with people that don't have the qualities. I think that, like she said, I think that um, if if you want certain qualities and they're just not showing up, just bounce. Just, you know, keep it pushing to the next person. And it's not for you to try to give them clues or, or tell them how to man up because they don't even listen. They stop listening to women from the age of eight. And then the thing is for to listen to to their mothers from the age of eight, but then you don't what what's the point of you coming across as trying to tell them what to do? They don't like it now, if you really just want to just say what you need to say i I don't have a problem with it. <laughs> Live your life, you know I'm gonna do mine, but there's no point of of you even like trying to tell them like this is why this date didn't work. No, you just you know. Disconnect the number, delete, move it, keep it pushing on to the next one. And and like I said, I really do think that what lies below the surface is when you're in the dating phase. You really like that person and you want it to work out. So you're trying to tell them how to be a man for you. And, and it's just going to turn them off. And it's not for you to tell them. You know, and and you know what? I'm gonna close out because I like to keep these under thirty minutes. But I would say if you want the full understanding, because maybe I might not be explaining it the best. Um, today is the December fourteenth. If you go look, I think it's under Million Dollar Babes or Universe Guru. Mina explains it a little bit better in terms of um, Western women and being too direct and trying to tell a man how to be a man. And um, also there's a separate podcast about not attaching. You know, a lot of us have codependency issues, myself included, and it cost me, you know. So if we value inner work, shadow work, um, what it means to love yourself, not to seek that validation or the the feeling of love outside of anyone else. These these are the conversations that we have to have, I think. And then I get it. I think that there's people who are married and or, you know, I don't have anything wrong with that. I think that everyone has different life path and different life journeys, right? Um and 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 if you are, you know, in a happy relationship, by all means, Right. I um, I think that I'm in a space where I had to figure out, you know, because I have content creators that I love and I do mean I that I do love that they range from single to in relationships to um, also with 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 families, with with children. And um, and so I just have to figure out, OK, that works for them. And that is okay, and I can still learn from them, right? I don't have to cut them out. And so I can have content creators that do talk about self-love, you know, um, which I think you you really do need anyways before you get into a relationship. All right, my little fur baby is barking. Y'all, one of my, um, the the people at this place I go to, she has like a a charity for, for dogs. And um, so they had donated some little 
doggy outfits. And so she dressed all of her dogs and she had leftovers. So she gave me one for him. It is so cute. I have a picture. You know what? I might put a picture of him um, on one of the future podcasts. My mom took some pictures and he has like, it's like a little blue, blue shirt. And he looks so handsome with it. It's like with his little ears and his head was all turned and stuff like that. And oh, so cute. <laughs> So yeah, let me go check what's going on with them and wash the stuff off my face. Let me know what you think in the comments. I know, it, this is probably triggering TF out of you. I'm at peace with what I'm saying. This is what I honestly believe as of December. Wait, this lady... Wait, 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 wait. Hold on. Uh, what did I miss? Y'all. Here we go. Yeah, today's the 14th. This is honestly what I what I believe. And you're welcome to come back in six months. I might tweak it a little bit. But this is what the conclusion I have reached. And I think that um, in some ways, you know, some of the things I heard affirmed. And again, like I started off at the beginning too. It's um, me noticing the contrast between listening to a single person and a married person, and also, I, including myself, right, <laughs> I'm a single black woman, I, I wouldn't really, if anything, I'm musing about me figuring stuff out, but me, I wouldn't be taking advice from any, like, black women in the community, because they just do not understand relationships, as soon as they start talking 50-50, mm-mm, mm-mm, and like I said, I think a lot of these people like I don't I don't think Kendra had her her um I don't think she grew up in a two parent home and it's coming across in some of the advice that she gives. But um mm, let me go get this thing off my face. I'll talk to you later, but tiny tiny thing. So one of the things I felt myself trying to address and I wanted to come back and um tie up the loose ends are on R. I started talking about people who are in relationships. I think that it is possible for you to be in a relationship and not be codependent. And I also think that you can be husband and wife and it doesn't mean that the wife has to be attached to the husband, if that kind of makes sense. So you love yourself, whether, you know, and I'm not saying that it's this like sick, weird <laughs> dynamic where it's like you hate this guy or he's mistreating you and abusing you. You know, I'm saying that. Um, and I think even as you're moving forward, it's kind of like. Because it's, it's what's interesting is there's several relationships that I can think of where the wife is not codependent. In fact, if, if I'm going to be a little bit vulnerable, my mom is not attached to my dad. <laughs> and and sometimes I just have to laugh about it. So for as ever, however long they've been married and me being their firstborn um, and me becoming an adult woman, my mom is not attached to my dad. <laughs> not by any stretch of the uh, imagination, which I think is has been fascinating to me because 
you know, we talk a lot about how um, we tend to kind of go for what dominant society teaches us. So even though I had a good example of not being attached, you know, right here in front of my face with my parents, it's kind of like um, their marriage is different than what we see in the relationships around us. So can they, did they raise kids successfully together? Yes. Um, It doesn't mean that my mom doesn't love my dad. But um, even when I think about what I wanted in a relationship and the way she had a relationship, it really was different. Um, Because I think that even when she talks about her going into the relationship with, with my dad, it was kind of like they both had a common idea, a shared idea of what they wanted. And both her and my dad wanted to get married and they both wanted to kiss, have kids. They both, they've talked about this over the years. Um, and not that I didn't want a relationship with with kids, but I think that if I'm going to be 100% honest, it's, I, I, I mentioned it in the last podcast, it's kind of like I, uh, I I knew I wanted a relationship and I did everything to be self-sufficient and bring my 50% to the table and, you know, get the education, get a good paying job. And then I said it as very deliberately uh, in the last podcast, I said, and, you know, once I became self-sufficient, now it was like finding someone to love me. Who's going to love me and, you know, uh, carry out that part of life? So it's kind of like a little bit hard to explain. I'll probably find a little bit better way to articulate it. But it was coming more from a codependent, um, seeking fulfillment, longing, wanting, desiring, you know, to be the... MRS versus just being, I think the way that I see myself now is kind of like, um, I love myself more and more every day. I'm comfortable in my skin. I don't need validation from anyone. Your opinion of me doesn't, um, isn't going to make me, you know, go to bed like soaking my my pillow at night type of thing whereas um which which I've come a long way because for those of you who've been with me on this journey for is it like two years two and a half years you heard (laughs) how much of an attachment there was and how much of a codependency there was and and I think that that's the healthy way for me to be I think even when I talk about some of the things where um We'll we'll talk more because I'm a little bit sleepy and I'm going to go to bed. But I think I do want to kind of circle back a little bit and talk about codependency behaviors and what I think I can do because um, I want to make it very clear. This is not something I'm pulling out of my ass. I know I was codependent. Hands down. Last relationships, codependent. Um, 
absolutely wanting someone to hands down right um but I hear a lot of younger women saying it too so I'm gonna just start saying playing the sound bite so you guys can kind of hear what the codependency sounds like and then I will just research a little bit more about how to kind of um just detach you know like I said what um let me I had to restart my computer um, with all 60, 111 tabs open. But let me um, kind of give you, I mentioned, go check out, I think, is it is it going to sign me in? No. Let me, let me, okay, it won't. But I already mentioned, yeah, the week of, um, the week of December 14th, 2022. If you go check, I think it's under um, Million Dollar Babes or Universe Guru. She goes and she has a compilation of videos and it's talking about the importance of for women to detach. Don't be codependent. You know, and yeah, yeah, that stuff it's a little bit triggering. Um and and you know, even as you hear me saying this, is are you just gonna wake up tomorrow and be like, Oh, I'm no longer codependent, you know, that mm, it can take a little bit of time, you know. Um, you don't have to hold on to it, I think, but, um, but at the same time, if you kind of feel yourself just kind of moving through little by little, be okay with that. I think that, um, if you're doing the inner work, it's kind of like asking yourself, and again, y'all, I'm just musing, you're welcome to come back in a year and see if I still think the way the same um, because it is music of a divine feminine, I'm kind of sharing how I got here. <laughs> Maybe in a hundred years from now, someone's going to pull this up and do a, like a research on it and be like, there's this one chick from 2022 when we were just moving into the age of Aquarius. And this is how her mind was shaped and her thoughts and philosophy on life. <laughs> but, um, I think that, you know, the the triggers are going to be well what are my friends going to think about me what are my coworkers going to think about me you know how are my parents and family going to think about me being that single woman that's not married and you know even you know one of the things every day I'm meeting new people and one of the things comes up is are you married and sometimes if it's a woman, she'll ask, well, why not? And so it's dealing with getting to a point where you're comfortable. It's like, I'm just not married because I'm just not married. I mean, I dated, you know, I made the best selections that I could. I They ran their course and it just is what it is. And you have to learn to be okay with that. And it does take a little bit of shadow work because shadow or inner work, you know, because it can feel like... um some of the thoughts that go through your mind is, well, I am not a good enough person. I don't have value. I'm behind the schedule or I'm running out of time type of thing. So you have to get to a point where it's kind of like, no, I'm okay. I can do bad by myself. I am a loving person. I am a caring person. 
I have a mission and I'm not um, any less than because I don't have, you know, someone else making me an MRS. And let me just close out here too. But like I said, I don't, I, 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 um, I, I kind of, I, I can try to show some examples of, um, women that, um, are either in my, in my close proximity and, or that I see on social media who are great examples of they're not attached or codependent to their husband. So you can get a better idea of what I'm talking about and and what I'm seeing. And again, I, I really am comfortable if you don't agree with 100% of what I'm saying. Um, Just don't throw baby out with the bathwater, you know, still circle back and still come back for the laughs and the musings and that type of thing. Um, <clears throat> If you're... I don't know how it looks like for you guys to make comments under the community section. Um, And a part of it could be, you guys, because I did try to change the email with this account. So if you guys are answering stuff in the community tab and it's going to the other email, I'm going to have to probably over Christmas break go back in there and try to see what you guys are seeing on the back end because it'd be really sad if you guys are leaving questions and comments and I, um, I'm i checking in an email that it's not going to anymore. Um, but yeah, like I said, you know, I am absolutely committed to becoming the best version of myself. And I know that um the codependency issue um if anybody is gonna have it i think a little bit more harder than the rest of the the world is gonna be me i've talked about how my placements are some of the more difficult placements for people to deal with um and but if you see me you know um still loving myself still committed to growing still committed to learning still committed to being open still committed to being confident and um being more accepting of myself and other people if you can see me doing that then that means it should be even easier for you right um or or i want to let you know that it's possible Right. So I'm trying to do two things at the same time here. Bear with me. Like I said, I'll I'll come back. I'll give you proof and evidence of what, you know, let's let's have more co- conversations about detaching, not being codependent and breaking the curse. All right. Bye. Here we have it. I promise you stay. Come back. Circle back. I went ahead and decided to type in codependency and YouTube and the word that came up was codependency recovery and right here even in the title and the subtitles there's this um, lady called Julia Christina Counseling. I'm going to probably do a podcast on hers later but it says 11 symptoms to look for and how to recover and one of the first things that came up was um, someone who feels responsible for solving other people's problems right. 
Um, and we were talking earlier about how it, it doesn't, in my opinion, okay, it's like when you are dating, like how that lady was on YouTube, on um, Kendra G, and she said, you know what, this guy, if he really wanted to be with me, he would say, listen, I want a commitment, you're the one, let's go, but she decided to just move on. She's not going to try to give him hints and clues and try to tell him like, well, if you're a man, what you need to do is you need to put a ring on my feet. He, he, it's, he doesn't have that quality. And that's why I was saying that it, it can suck a little bit, but it's like, it's not for you to try to tell someone how to be a man right? Like you're not responsible for, and, and that's where Kendra was saying, like, I, I probably could go back and play it. I have to do it on another um, podcast because this one is getting a little bit long, but yeah, you're not responsible for someone else's problems, right? Let, especially with men, I think, let them figure it out. And, and be able to move away and 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 just keep it pushing, right? If they're going to do what they're going to do, they're going to do what they need to do. This, this is, y'all, I'm going to keep this one real short, but th- these are really interesting. I think um, we're going to have a lot of fun covering this one. Here's what, like, why are you codependent and how to heal? This one has nine chapters. Um, here it is again. This is another person. Helping others feels amazing, right? Coddling low self-esteem, blurry lines, thinking I'm not enough, balancing. Um, here's another one. Um, 12 keys to codependency, how you can help you heal your life. Da, da, da. Um, you know, insecure attachment. Um, 15 signs you are hitting bottom in codependency. I'm going to check this one out too. This one sounds interesting. 25 minutes. This one, um, mm-mm-mm. learning to let go, right? Grief and hitting the bottom, raising the bottom. Oh, so tempted. I'm going to click on this one right now. And I'll, like I said, we'll, we'll talk about this. All right.